1: Well, that is the official FIFA song and uh, why not trumpet it out loud because the quarterfinals of uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup are here and boy, do we have a weekend to savour on our hands. All starting here on SENZ this afternoon at one o'clock with Daniel McCarty and Emma Ralston calling the shots between Spain and Netherlands before we get Japan and Sweden later tonight. Tomorrow it's the Aussies defending home court against the red-hot French uh, before England uh, box on against Colombia. Brilliant, brilliant theatre will uh, ensue. Some of the actions thus far has been quite spectacular. Fred de Jong is a former all-white, of course, and everything uh, football in New Zealand. Um, and he'll be wearing his orange today, I would imagine, from one o'clock onwards, because uh, his Netherlands, as well, I should say, are uh, up against Spain. Fred, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. I'm wearing my orange now, man. <laughs> You're She's wearing your orange line. now. It, it's oh, it's been all on. It's been all on from the get-go. To be perfectly honest, I mean, all those um, weeks ago, it seems uh, New Zealand knocking over Norway gave us a, a great high, and we haven't come down really.
0: Uh, absolutely, man. It was um, you know that that was I think that was the result that kick the the entire tournament. Totally unexpected, and you know the the upsets have uh, have just carried on and on right through the tournament. Obviously with. You know, the, a lot of the big guys, USA, Germany, um, Canada, all going home and, uh you know, looking forward to some, uh, some really good quarterfinal action starting today in a game with that uh, Spain versus Netherlands, I think the ball's going to get tired because it's going to get passed around the park like you wouldn't believe. There'll be, um, there'll be probably over a thousand passes um, in that game this afternoon.
1: Okay, so let's look at the, the two sides in particular and their pathway to get to this point. Of course, um, just the other day, uh, Spain, very, very comfortable over Switzerland. Uh, and then, of course, we saw your Netherlands uh, account for South Africa pretty comfortably as well, 2-0. So, uh, form form coming out of there into today and perhaps playing styles as such.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, both, both sides, um, I think, have... Um, started the tournament well and so and have carried that on and i think a lot of the uh, across the tournament a lot of teams arrived here and didn't start the, the tournament well and um so but these two teams have um st- stylistically very similar they love to have, have the ball you know spanish and dutch football renowned for that um spain just intricate passing probably over um, if you if you're going to be critical of spain it's that they don't um they they don't go forward as quick as, as a lot of teams, and so you know they're quite um, they're quite staid in, in when you, when you watch them play, but um, you know it's a style that uh, that's served them well, and um and and obviously it's uh, it's got them to this point in the tournament. The Dutch, I think, um, probably more um, will go forward quicker um, and more dynamic, um, and I think it'll be um, that, you know they, they have to the front players have to fire. Um, and Berenstein, Jill Jill um and Lika Martins, um, and the, you know a big a big factor for them is um, Daniela Van der Donk is, um, is suspended after two yellow cards, and she's a big loss. So you know that that could actually be one thing that tips it in Spain's favour.
1: So uh, Spain have made changes as well, and um, you know they've been a, a hard team to to get a gauge on. I mean, Japan whipped them four 0 uh, just two matches ago, and we all thought, uh, "What kind of side is this?" And then, now that you see that you almost think to yourself, hmm, uh, "Were they happy to be playing Switzerland?" Um, and the, the five-one scoreline suggests that perhaps they were. Uh, they're real dangers. Where, where do they? Where could they control the match, Spain? Oh, you
0: know, they got two of the best players in the world. Actually, I agree with you, mate. I th- I thought um, that uh, the, the um, Spain-Switzerland game was. Or, they, the Spain-Japan game was both side, a, a game where both sides probably wanted to lose. Um, and then Japan went, no, no, we're, we're going full noise here. Um, but uh, when you look at the Spanish side, um, the, the, two, the two standout players, Aitana Marty is probably one of the best players in the world and um, in, the, in the heart of the midfield. Alexia Tortales is um, also very, very good. You know won, won um, Golden Ball Awards. Um, but uh, hasn't featured as much under the coach because he says he's, he's saying that you know the other players are doing the job, so why change? Um, but know, uh, she's a, she's, a, she's an absolute talent. So if she fires, then the Dutch are in trouble.
1: The, stat, the standard of football has been, I think, quite amazing. I've watched a little bit of women's football, predominantly women's Phoenix, um, a little bit leading into the World Cup to get a bit of a background, but. I think one of the reasons why people have flocked, and boy, have they flocked, is the standard, uh, the power at times has has been, I, I think, a real eye opener.
0: Oh, absolutely, and this was always going to be the case, especially in the later parts of the tournament. You know, the last 16, now the quarterfinals, semi-finals, final. Um, you know, the, the the standard of of play, the actual standard of play, is very, very good. You know, I think um, there are some games in the in the group stages where you go, "Yeah, it's a bit you know so be so, but, but still look, people came out, and it's a spectacle, and, um, and I think one thing, one thing you always get with a FIFA tournament, it's slick, it looks good, it's really well put on, you turn up to the stadium and everything's laid on, and it's really nice, you know, when, you, when you're there, and everything's organized and it works, and, um, and so you know what you're coming into which is really good. Um, and I think that's been a bit of a... You know, it's, it's probably a learning lesson for New Zealand and probably Australia as well going forward, how to put on a big tournament. And um, you know some of the stuff in the background, because um, we do some of the media things, just the scale of all this is, um, hasn't been seen in this country before. And so that's a real eye-opener as well, the amount of kits, you know, technology kits... Everything that goes into this into a FIFA tournament at this level um, is is crazy. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good um, behind the scenes as well for a lot of people to see that. Um, but, you know, harking back, it's, yeah, the, the, the level of football at the top end of the women's game at the moment is very, very good. And we're going to get to see that over the next uh, week or so.
1: Central to that have been Japan, of course, and uh, they're up against Sweden. They'll concede a little bit of height. But in terms of skill, they lack for nothing. And speed probably got it over Sweden. So uh, that's a really cool uh, clash coming up tonight uh, at
0: 7.30. Yeah, yeah go, I'm going to head off to that with uh, a group of people. And, um, yeah, I think uh, in transition, Japan are very good. You know, they, they, um, they drop back into a you know, 4-5-1 formation in defence. Very, very rigid and very controlled. Um, but then when they win the ball, they burst forward. Um, so fast and are very difficult to contain um, I think the the, the the real key for me with the Japanese side they just seem to be playing with so much enjoyment, and it must be you know the the, the coaches really yeah just got them loving their football, and you know they it, it's, it's, and that you can 't say that about Japanese sides in the past it 's very regimented and it 's very controlled but to no, this, this side i think has just sort of released the shackles a bit and they're just playing with a freedom that um it's really working for them
1: right let's look at uh, tomorrow when uh, both games are of course in australia the first one uh is at uh, suncorp stadium uh, and uh that is uh the host australia against france now if you are uh, holding the reins for australia do you start sam kerr on the little bit of football she's had
0: yeah, I think you've got to play your absolute best team um, from the outset and just see if she lasts, she lasts. Um, but because, you know, this is virtually a final for Australia. France are very, very good. And I think um, Aussie are going to have to you know, be at their best to contain you know, the, this this French side. And um, especially, you know, Eugenie Lassama with her two goals in the round of 16, just showed what a good player she is. But across the board, France, just the way they moved the ball. And yes, the Morocco weren't great, you know, as far as the, the round of 16. Probably the weakest of the teams in the way they played. But, um, but boy, France, uh, France looked really slick. And I think um, Australia, yeah, this is going to be a, a really tough, tough game for them. But having said that, they've, um, they've overcome all the hurdles that's been put in front of them so far. Uh, and that's without Sam Kerr. So if you add her in the mix, uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a great side and very capable of going all the way. Oh,
1: I think one of the things I noticed the other night, and uh, they were very effective for me, is they used the width of the park so well. They were, da- they were very, very dangerous the other night, I felt, against Denmark when they went wide and attacked from wide.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they got pace. You know, Padlet Ford, Eraso. You know, they've got real pace on the, on the outskirts and then they've got some, you know, players in the middle of the park who can win the ball and, and also, um, you know, can, can shovel the ball on. And so, um, so, so yeah, they're, they've got they're a pretty good all round team, the Australians. And, um, yeah, they, they but, but it's going to be, that'll be a cracking game. Full house, you know, it'll be, it'll be a tremendous occasion.
1: Have you been slightly underwhelmed by the European champions, England? Um, Now, of course, they've lost Lauren James through um, an act of foul play and she will not be available to them, should they, until they make the final. Uh, So there's a key ingredient gone. But what have you made of England and could Colombia, who are rank outsiders here, sneak this?
0: Uh, Colombia could. Um, I do think England got got a real scare against... um, against Nigeria, um, you know, I think they were, they were thinking they would win that game quite comfortably. Um, obviously Lauren James getting sent off sort of, um, put a spanner in those works and that, and that was a real scare for them. Uh, so they haven't, I haven't, I don't think they've shown as much as people were expecting. I agree with you there. Um, and that, you know, as European champions, I think everyone thought, oh, they're going to come out and play this hugely expansive football and all that. But, um, yeah, they have been have been okay, um, but yeah, I, I do think you know, that that'll be closer a closer game than um, than um, probably on paper it looks. Colombia are just doing amazing things, and so um, you know for for a team that's that's came into the tournament as as um, one of the outsiders.
1: Taking your orange shirt off um, for uh, just a second, the the, the winner. Who do you think is uh, your favourite to win it at this point? Can you pinpoint one?
0: Right now, I'd say France. Um, looking at the, at the performances so far, I'd say France probably, um, yeah, looking likely. Um, and, and I've also been hugely impressed with Japan. Um, but I'm just not sure they've got the physical attributes when, um, for the semi-final and final. But uh, yeah, those two probably are the, the, the best sides so far.
1: OK, uh, we'll just change tack and uh, we'll stay with football, obviously, but uh, we just might head up to uh, the UK, where, of course, uh, the EPL starts this weekend. In fact, tomorrow morning, very early, Burnley in action early on in the piece. But um, what are you looking forward to most this year in, in the EPL in terms of, uh, can it be more of a competition? Can more teams be likely chances? Um, yeah, I think
0: so. Um, I think uh, but it's going to be tough Man City they've got all the resources you know they've got a great coach all the resources um, and you know it's, you're going to have to have an outstanding season to um, to contain Man City and the, the 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 thing with them is is you know we saw with Arsenal they um, they, they gave it such a good shake last season but they just got run down at the end because Man City are relentless in that regard um, so yeah I think it'll be probably usual suspects as as it is, it, is it, it'll be the, the interesting part is whether whether Arsenal can can do it again. You know, can they do? Can they go as well as they did this year? Because um, you know, Man City will be good. Um, yeah, and then who, who else is going to be be up there with them? Is, is the question.
1: The big question is now: uh, Will Harry go to buy? And it sounds like Harry Kane. <laughs> Uh, well, Spurs and Bayern have come to an arrangement. They've been reluctant to let him go. Spurs for about two to three years now, but it might be uh, a season without well um, Harry Kane for Spurs fans. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I think um, yeah, that's been the big talking point in the off season, and it just looks like they've done the deal um, in, in the last day or so. So, yes, Tottenham and Ange Postacogu will have to get ready with life without uh without their top goal scorer so it's always a difficult one but uh probably in the long run probably good good for them i mean good for harry kane to to change countries i think to try and prove himself in a a different country um so yeah because if he can do that then then you go yeah now you are a real you've you've, uh you really have shown that you you can do it in different environments
1: have you managed to put your syndicate together to get that second um uh, that second A-League team uh, In New Zealand Up to Auckland Yet Have you, Are you still pulling <laughs> the, Pulling it together
0: <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had that coin Mate I wish I, Maybe I can win Lotto this week this, Tomorrow yeah. night Because that's just enough To get To get An A-League franchise <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Oh my Which god really cool.
0: We're hoping We're hoping um, But we'll see We'll see It'll be awesome For the sport If it, if it came about um, But yeah We'll we'll have to wait and
1: see on that one. So, do you think women's football in New Zealand? How can women's football in New Zealand cash in on this? I mean, okay, we we dipped out at the at, you know at the, the round robin stage, but I mean, how do they ca- cash in on this? And, and perhaps not let this chance go by to a certain extent. I think maybe New Zealand cricket have after their World Cup, and maybe New Zealand rugby have Mr the boat wee bit too after the success of the Black Ferns. How does New Zealand football make sure that this is not wasted?
0: Oh, for me, it's all about opportunity. Just giving girls the opportunity to um, to play the game, and it's just about getting numbers numbers at the club at club level, um, you know, and you know, doing doing all those things that attract females to sport um, because they're different to what attracts males to sport, and so that means females females doing stuff for female athletes. Um, which I think is really important, because they understand why the girls play the sport, why they stay in the sport, um, because it's, always, it's, it's, it's easy once players are good at something, because they, they go, yeah, I, I enjoy it because I'm good at it, and, and, I get, uh, and I get kudos for that, and that's always um, reinforcing. But it's for the players who aren't great at the sport, um, working hard to keep them in the game. Because then later on they're your administrators, they're your referees, they're your coaches. Um, they may not be great players but they can add so much to the to the sport as a as a whole. So I think it's um yeah, you have to you have to make it an environment where people just wanna be a part of. I think that's the uh, that's the trick to capitalise on the World
1: Cup. Yeah, good on you, Fred. Uh, thanks very much for those thoughts and your predictions leading into the weekend. Enjoy tonight at Eden Park. It'll be an absolute cracker, I'm sure. Uh, and enjoy the rest of uh, the Football World Cup as well. Thanks, thanks for uh, being available to us uh, today. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much.